Right, welcome to the podcast land. Um, this is series one, episode one of a brand new podcast, and it's all about Sarah Butler at home. And you're thinking to yourself, firstly, well, that's not Sarah Butler, but this is. So how are you? I'm good. How are you? How has your week been so far? Well, it's only Monday, so uh, <laughs> yes. we're good. We have to establish a few things now for people who are listening in. It is only Monday, so it's the start of another week. Uh, this podcast is all about Sarah Butler at home. And it's about uh, what you do, what has happened in the last six months, but mainly what it's about. It's about food. Yes. So we're going to talk about delicious things that we like to eat and maybe some things that we're not fans of as well. Okay. So firstly, I have to tell everybody that my name's David and I am a radio presenter from the West of Ireland. I'm also married to Sarah's sister, Jane. And it's her wedding anniversary today, actually. We're married 18 years today. So Jane is my wife. She's a reflexologist. So for the purposes of the podcast, we will call her Jane or the reflexologist. And Jane is a sister of Sarah. Sarah's married to Dermot. Dermot is a furniture designer. Dermot is my brother. No, he's not. That's a joke. He's not my brother. Uh, he will be uh, uh, called Dermot or he will be called the furniture designer every now and then. So where did it all begin? Your love of food, cooking. Was it from growing up at home? Um, probably always food was a big thing in our house. Um, dad was a fourth generation butcher and used to come in at like 10 o'clock in the morning with a lump of meat into the mam and land it on the table and say that's for lunch. So poor mam would be boiling something or making something at, at breakfast time to feed the, the eight of us. Uh, and so what would she, it be? What, what kind of stuff would he... Oh gosh, mince, uh, roast, uh, chickens, um tongue occasionally um, yes. gross tongue Ooh. that I didn't realise was tongue even though it was called tongue until I asked one day why is it called tongue and he said so this is beef tongue beef tongue yeah he said it's a tongue and this was after me eating it for about 15 <laughs> years so that was the end of the tongue um, so yeah there was always food he's a great baker she's a great baker she used to bake for coffee shops so food was always a big thing in our house so so she used to make cakes she used to make cakes for coffee shops yeah so so again 10 o'clock in the morning your dad would arrive in uh, something that he had either butchered himself yeah. or bought in the shop and said this is what we're going to have for dinner today yeah. Yeah. so it could be chicken could be beef could be pork could be fish yeah yeah and your man would say well what am I going to do with this today yeah right. so she had to come up with enough to feed the, the eight of us and um come up with something. Now, in the eight of us, you're the youngest. Yes. And uh, um, uh, when I say you're the youngest, you're a good bit younger I'm than the rest bit, of I was a lovely surprise seven years <laughs> later. Everybody else was like um, Irish twins and one after another, a year gap. And then uh, I came with a seven year gap. So surprise. <laughs> surprise! Lovely surprise. <laughs> I'm sure my mother was delighted and thought she was all done. But look at. So were you always uh, like grabbing onto your mum's leg and looking at what she was doing and saying? Uh, no, you weren't allowed to cook. I only began to cook when my parents would go on holidays you were not allowed to in the kitchen I actually used to go my best friend lived across the field so I used to go to Jennifer's house uh, when I was like I'd go over uh, at about 8 o'clock in the morning they were big sleepers we weren't so I'd be over throwing stones up at Jennifer's window to wake her up and then her mum would go off to work and I'd go let's go baking so we'd pull the house apart and make bones and scones and we were only probably about uh, 10 or 11 and her mother come home in the evening and go mental and that Sarah Butler was in here that Sarah Flanley was in here making a mess <laughs> yeah, you weren't, you weren't married when you were 10 I wasn't married when I was 10 <laughs> I didn't want to confuse people with Sarah Flanley yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah I used to go over to my friend's house to bake because mum would be running out of the kitchen, there wasn't a chance. Ten or eleven? Oh, probably, 
probably younger. But okay, you've got an eleven-year-old daughter. Yeah. Can you imagine if you were gone out of the house <sighs> and she had her friends over and they were baking? Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, if she did, I, 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 I'm pretty much like ma'am. Kids love to like, can we make a cake, ma'am? Let's make a cake. And I'm like, I'll make a cake for you. Because <laughs> you're going to be messing and there'll be eggs that'll end up in the mix. So I get it. Uh, okay. I get it. Not having them in bacon, but I probably should. Right. So, 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 okay. So we've established that it was your neighbours who taught you how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> but we do know that there was a love of food. I mean, I remember going to your house uh, when I was dating Jane and uh, dinner was such a big thing. Oh, massive. Yeah. Massive. It yeah, was, yeah. and it, you know, in our house, when I was growing up dinner took all of six minutes okay. <laughs> Christmas yeah. dinner was over you start at three it was quarter past three everybody was back on the couch Where when I went to your house dinner could last two and a half three yeah. hours yeah yeah. all the various courses everybody talking uh, discussing the food everybody thanking each other for things saying oh thanks for the food this is oh, this is a shock to me this never happened when I was growing up in our house um, you were just flung down on the table everybody got it and uh, everybody ate as quick as they could so you grew up in this this family where everybody food was really important big massively thing. important big thing yeah but and you weren't allowed to cook did you spend a lot of time when you were younger going to restaurants eating different food um, well I suppose because I was the youngest of the six of them um, I was a little bit more uh, lucky uh, that I got taken on holidays because they couldn't leave me at home at seven. Uh, so they had reared all their kids. And Eleven was off. fine, seven was no yeah, good. that was no good. So they had reared all their kids and they were all off flying, flying the nest. Um, so they wanted to go off to these lovely places like Florida and Barbados and Sarah got to go to all these lovely places. So I suppose I did get to try a lot of different things in that respect and they would have been quite you know, uh, adventurous themselves in trying different things. Um, so, yeah, I suppose in that respect, I kind of stepped outside of the traditional kind of, even though I don't go crazy with my cook and I don't cook crazy things, but it kind of gave me the, the um, step outside the bacon and cabbage, chicken right. dinner, you know, and to see different tastes and flavours in that. But, um, yeah, it was just always a big thing, food. So, and we'll come back to this uh, probably in a later podcast at some stage, because uh, were, you, were you the type of person, if you were on holidays, that you would go to a street stall and you'd say, I'll have whatever that is? No. Uh, in our family, there is definitely an oddness gene, and it's like... Uh, definitely from my mother she is so bad um, it's like oh man won't eat that anything like in a street stall or if somebody's made it and the kitchen has some been thoroughly bleached beforehand and they're not in like a Ziploc bag so no hair can fall in or there's any dirt <laughs> so bad um, so no I definitely won't be one of these kind of adventurous hippy dippies let's eat this and I don't know what it is no I would not be able to do that again that just reminded me of another story one time I was at your house for dinner and it was steak and everybody was doing their, their steaks on the barbecue outside and I was new to the whole thing didn't know what was going on um, so everybody was cooking kind of individual steaks so Jane cooked me a steak right now she slightly overcooked it it was, it was cold, really. It was cold. <laughs> and when she brought it back into the house, everybody looked at the, on the plate and said, oh my God, you're going to eat that? Is that steak or what is it? And Jane whispered to my ear, you tell them that's the way you like it. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I said, that's the way I actually like my steak done. Uh, I lost two teeth, three feathers. <laughs> but it was all worth it at the end because everybody was pretty She happy. married you, you did all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, so we move on. So uh, so there's a big love of food. Uh, when you get a chance, you're in the kitchen um, messing about the place, cooking and all that kind of stuff. But we move on. You do your leaving search, you head off to college in Letterkenny. Yeah. But you don't do cooking. No. 
Um, what did you do? I did graphic design and digital media. Um, I suppose the love of food came later when I was allowed into a kitchen to cook. Um, but prior to that, it would have been always drawing, 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 always drawing something. So that's why I did graphic design and spent four years in Ashkenny and ran my own business for 17 years then. And that was all great until COVID hit, really. And that was where the food came in and the design went out. OK, so uh, as long as I've known you, you've always been cooking bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Be, uh, at one stage, we had houses across the wall from each other and you would get a text to say something's coming across the wall to you. It could be potatoes or it could be something that's been made, some kind of... And it just come across the top of the wall. You go, oh, this is absolutely delicious and lovely. So the cooking was always there in yeah. the background, but um, the graphics took over. So you were, uh, as people will know at this stage, you were uh, a designer, so... So anything could be a sign on a car sign on a car branded product banner um oh brochures leaflets magazines um anything really. you were responsible for a couple of uh, i believe uh, um cutouts of very famous people at the side of roads every now and then telling yes, you to slow down yes. and have a cup of tea Mrs. Doyle was, yeah. was, and there was a lot reprinted where people used to keep whipping them yes yeah. that is true and only recently i spotted one of the mrs doyles on the way out of westport i think and i'm thinking i wonder is that one of the original mrs doyles <laughs> i don't think so it's probably in someone's <laughs> garage <laughs> Uh, and you were doing election posters, you were doing yeah. every sort of thing, yeah, yeah. Um, car graphics. And then you moved into design for wedding stationery. Yeah, fell which- into that by pure chance. A friend of mine had a wed- was doing a wedding fair. She was a florist and uh, the person she was meant to go with and share the stand uh, let her down so or couldn't go. Uh, so she had contacted me. I would think I was probably eight and a half months pregnant. And I said, all right, I don't do that, but invites, but sure, look, I'll wrap out a few tonight. And it kind of went from there and that was eight years ago and it just grew and grew and grew. And I suppose, look, the Irish weddings is such a big thing. You know, you know, we're, you know we were talking about wed- weddings. So we said we got married 18 years ago. Um, you know, you went to the church, you went to the reception, you had a great time, you stood at a table, everyone's home at three o'clock in the morning. That was it. Yeah. These days, um, well, not these days, no. but before <laughs> COVID hit, uh, weddings had become a much bigger thing. Yeah, two days, pre-day before, the day of it, the day after... Different coffee machines at oh, the yeah. church. Yeah, candy carts. Yeah, um, Prosecco All vans. Everything. It's everything. Huge, massive huge business. Uh, and it was one of those businesses that suddenly, in March 2020, came to a complete stop. Yeah, it just Done. literally stopped. Yeah, anybody who had a wedding booked, uh, anybody who thought about getting married, suddenly your plans are put. We don't know what's going to be happening here. This yeah. might sort itself out in six weeks. It's turning out that it's taken a little bit longer than that. So yeah. the business is just overnight gone. Overnight, just nothing happening. And yeah. all you're getting is just people changing dates and cancelling, postponing, because obviously you'd have a lot of bookings already. So that was a head melt already, having to deal with that. Um, you know, every day checking your emails, spending two hours on your emails and not making any money, just changing dates and chopping and changing. So, um, so you're at home, two children, Dermot, the furniture designer, all's very calm. And you're thinking... Oh, I'll use this time constructively. Well, what I did actually was I I nearly lost my mind for the first six months because I'm not one to sit and do nothing. You know, as much as we give out and say, oh, I just wish I had some time to chill out. When you do have that time, it's it's like for me anyways, I'm not good. So for six months, I did not know what to do with myself. And then I was I just think I'd made a pavlova or a lemon meringue one day and I put a picture of it up. And loads of people said, oh my gosh, that looks so gorgeous. How did you make it? And it's actually a really easy recipe. So I videoed that and I posted it and it just kind of went from there. Uh, That was really it. It was just by pure chance. And this was all on my Instagram business page, uh, which was Wedding Stationery 
by Sarah. So it was all very confusing. People mm. were like, what is she doing? Why is she putting them rings <laughs> up? But uh, just kind of went from there. That was October last and just started to kind of show pictures in my home. I love my house, love interiors, love that kind of side of it. Um, and yeah, people were just all at home. So they were wanting to be learning to cook and just keep it simple. They were engaging and yeah. uh, it was the crowd, the numbers were growing all the time and growing all the time and growing all the time. So if that fast forwards us to, when was this about February, was it? February the 9th. Oh, so. so it's not like a date that's embedded in your mind right <laughs> now. No, 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 When uh, You were doing something that evening and you got a message back to say, uh, I think you might have been hacked. Yes, I had just actually that day hit 10,000 followers, which is a big deal because you get to do the swipe up option and it can link you to websites. So obviously it opens up your opportunities to working with companies um, so I was delighted with myself celebrating this actually I do believe I was on the phone to your sister David when I was uh, informed by my husband that I had been hacked to um, my sister or to your to sister to my sister <laughs> what did I say did I say to your sister yeah you were on the phone to my sister like, why are you ringing my sister I mean if we're confusing ourselves what are the listeners going to be like uh, yeah. talking about well look at uh, we can now just establish for listeners that you spend an extraordinary <laughs> amount of time yes. on the phone to my wife it has to be done David it could be half an hour rarely uh, rarely half an rarely. hour rarely it could be two hours uh, and on a good night uh, it could be three hours or more yeah. <laughs> we now, have broken many records <laughs> <laughs> and solved many problems and you know what they, uh, uh, we hear the beginning of the conversation Dermot and I and it could go like this well I've known news <laughs> <laughs> five hours later and then Dermot would say to me so did Jane have any news I know no. she'd known news <laughs> <laughs> they're doing nothing <laughs> Oh, very good, very good. So you were on the, the phone to Jane and Dermot came in and he said, look at... Came in like a lunatic and he said, you've just been hacked and basically... not like him. He's, very, he's a very calm individual. Very calm. Oh, no, we never lose the rag at all. Um, that's always me, am I? So basically, um, we discovered through a, a, a company that I got in touch with in Dublin over the next day or two that it was Russian hackers basically came and took over my account. That was it. I had no access to my account. I couldn't even get into it. So it was just like uh, the floor was pulled from under you because I couldn't even explain to my followers, okay, guys, I've yeah. been hacked because my page was gone. Yeah, so when they went there. to look for me, it was just some Didn't crazy exist, yeah. little emoji. It was there, but it was some crazy person's face on it, all my content. Then all my content was gone. Then the page name was changed. How did that feel? Oh, um, Be honest worst, now. The worst part was after the complete panic and waiting up till three o'clock in the morning trying to find this guy um, the worst part was getting up the next morning and having nothing to do that day not having a video to video not having messages to reply to that's what kind of kept my mind busy was the cooking yeah and I just remember walking up the hall that morning going I have nothing to cook for I've no reason to really do anything today because my page is gone so I didn't even allow that thought to kind of process in my brain before I went, right, new page, let's go. If I get a couple of hundred followers today, I'll be happy. We'll look, we'll keep going. Luckily, I had a lot of my content backed up from being a designer. So that was yep. kind of one good thing I learned over really the years of being yeah. a designer. I had everything saved on my computer, my videos and my pictures. So I just went again, went yeah. again. And um, and then the call went out to a few people to say, look, at, uh, we need a bit of a, a help here on what to do, where to go. Uh, and people were amazing. Yeah, unbelievable. So basically, I my new page was Sarah Butler at Home and I just added official at the end. So uh, put up a little um, video of me explaining what had happened and obviously I was very upset and just said to people, look, can you please share this new page? And that day, I finished that day with, I think it was 17,000 followers in a day. Isn't that unbelievable? Unbelievable. I mean, I spent the full day sitting on a chair just replying to messages. Every time I went in, it was hundreds of messages. Yeah. 
of support. Fantastic. It's just unbelievable. People are just, you know what, they're brilliant. They will always yeah. rally around, they'll support you, they'll do whatever they can. Yeah. Uh, but they also see the value in what you're doing uh, because people really enjoy it. There's something about people that are a little bit nosy. So they want to say, what's yeah. going on there in the background? And mm. What kind of a cooker is that she has there? And what's she using here? Which is great, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and there's also a, a huge interest in Ireland in food. Um, we love our food. We do. We love, yeah. and we love, uh, we love basic, nice ingredients that come together nicely and we love stuff in our faces and that is really, really good. Yeah. So, that brings us right up to today. So, you're looking at just every day, mm-hmm. ingredients, food, cameras. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's funny. It's funny, actually. I often say to people, like, there's actually no change in my house. I'm not yeah. cooking anymore. It's not like all of a sudden I like have to start cooking all these extra things. I was cooking the same as I am now. The only difference is I have a camera in front of me and I have to put makeup on and look half decent. Yeah, but you also, uh, you came from a background of a person who didn't do it in front of a camera all your life or mm. didn't. So how, how did that uh, suddenly, um, the private Sarah Butler had become very public. How, did mm. that, how does that feel? Um, oh, I didn't really bother me I suppose I mean I wasn't going to be going on looking like crap uh, that was for sure I mean I'm sure people see me now without no makeup on and going Jesus Christ she's rough um, <laughs> as long as I don't I'm, think so <laughs> as long as I'm kind of like okay I look half decent I've got the light in front of me to make me look a bit better the counter is cleared and a lot a lot of um, bloopers put it that way bloopers um, are good bloopers, bloopers are good people love bloopers people I love sometimes the bloopers. put them up and um, when I can edit it in the right exact point so no bad language oh it's a lot that I can't put up <laughs> but uh, yeah look just practice 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 and um, got, yeah. it, got it down so cooking for cooking is it's a, it's a real generous thing to do for people mm. to cook for somebody is a really generous thing to do so um, a lot of people would say Dermot's a very lucky man because he gets to sample all of these foods and taste all the delights and all that and the children as well they get to sample foods from all over the place um, do they like generally the food that's put in front of them? Um, I do try to keep it quite simple I'm not into these crazy ingredients I kind of start from the beginning with my followers it's like this is the way to do a shop this is what you can freeze um, so that you're not dumping stuff and there's no food waste and then this is where a big thing that I've found people have a massive interest in it's something simple like batch cooking a big bolognese on a Sunday because you're at home or we're all at home now anyways so get yourself two pounds of mince it's costing you like 15 euros to make okay you have enough there to do a bolognese for four people a lasagna for six people keep a bit over for taco fries and when you break it down and look at all the food that you can get out of something like taco fries Fries, we haven't done the taco right. fries. I must look up. Is the taco Please fries on the, are they on it? Can we look up the taco yeah, fries? They're up, they're up since good. last week. Or like cook two chickens on a Sunday and a ham, and then you've got lots of meat there. You don't have to go buy and pack at ham. So that's a huge thing that people really jumped on and were like, oh God, that's a great idea. Um, and just how to do a good shop, get good food, nothing crazy, and how you can make all these different dinners from your shop. You know, freezing certain things, freeze your herbs, freeze your cream, um, that kind of thing. Chop up your onions and your leeks if they're going bad and freeze them, put them in a freezer bag. Um, so that's been a big thing that people have really kind of gone, oh, that's a good idea. I like that. Would you say it's about the creative side uh, <clears throat> or rather the, the eating side? So do you prefer making the food uh, or eating the food? Yeah, it's funny. An awful lot of people say to me, how are you not the size of a house? This um, is, I was going to get to that point. <laughs> and Dermot, by the way, is not the size of a house either. No. How does this happen? He, I don't know, he's, I don't know, one of these days he's going to wake up and <laughs> boom. Five stones suddenly yeah. on. <laughs> um, I love the creative side of it. And I think that I don't have a huge appetite. 
and when you're looking at food all the time you're like oh Jesus just feed them there's your dinner I f- and also it's like serious pressure in our house every evening that's also kind of something that was never the case and with the Instagram it's like okay the dinner's ready we need to photograph it where's the spotlight no you can't touch it you're not allowed to eat anything wait bring it back I need a new angle different plate so I have every plate and pot and angle to video and photograph it and then when that's all done feed them all and I'm just like oh god I'm so done after that <laughs> just give me a small bit and I'm ready yeah and again and this is talked about a lot and I know a lot of the people that follow you have been asking this question and you say uh, a lot is portion size as well yeah massively well you I know. mean you just you know yourself if you're starving and you'll eat a load and then 10 minutes later you're going oh my god I'm uncomfortably full like you know boys who grew up with good Irish mammies mm. it was whatever was put on the plate uh, I remember one time, like, seeing it as an achievement that I had finished 13 new potatoes. Oh <laughs> I remember your husband telling me one time he was so happy he had just finished his sixth sausage. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's the pits. He does not know when to stop eating. He'll go back for thirds and fourths. Yeah. So it's about um, portion control and knowing yourself that uh, get, what, you, what Jane says to me is let your brain engage with the fact that you're full rather yeah. than just keep shoveling. It takes 10 minutes. So eat slowly. Yeah. And I do eat slowly because I'm usually eating my dinner sitting up on the island editing what I've just recorded. So I'm kind of trying to do two things at once so I can't eat really quickly, you know. So um, would you be a person now, so at home when you're sitting those, you're not doing a starter or a main course or a dessert? It's just the main course really. The main course, yeah. And that would be the same as if we went to a restaurant... um, Maybe a starter. Very rarely dessert rarely. these days because you're kind of a bit I'd Normally I'd have the main and the dessert over the starter and the main. And we'd be thinking, well, they might be leave a bit of room for maybe a pint or something yeah, afterwards. In the important. good old days when you could have very those important. things. Um, right, so so um, that's where we are at the minute with uh, the cooking and all that kind of stuff. People engage all the time. Can you tell me, um, the people who engage with you, what is the favourite thing they'd like to talk about? Is it sweet treats? Is it the main dinner? Is um, it Just the easy stuff, like um, simple things like scones. I'll get messages like, can you show me how to do a really good uh, fried egg? I always get it wrong. Um, how do you cook your ham? Uh, so it's just the simple stuff and stuff that'll stretch like your bolognese or your crispy goujons and just little tips along the way that they can kind of go, oh, I never thought about that. That's a good idea. Keep the leftovers, use them in your sandwiches the next day with X, Y and Z. And they're like, ah, oh, Jesus, I'd have thrown them in the bin. Mm. You know, so just the simple or stuff. The dog All, like- anything that's crazy or too crazy out there. You know, I have a lovely authentic chicken curry, but you need to go and buy the spices and you need to like toast the spices and grind them. And it's not a big deal, but that yeah. wouldn't be as popular as as something quite simple like shepherd's pie yes. but with really nice ingredients in it. Yeah, and uh, in fairness, um, a lot of these, um, the dinners um, I have eaten in the last because Jane would come home, she would, I would, I was saying, uh, you'd go into our house and you'd hear, hi guys, from the back, <laughs> I'd be like, what are we having this evening? Um, and she has taken on an awful lot of those things, like when you're doing your shopping, to cut up your peppers, put them in the freezer, yeah. you have stuff ready for, so you think, what am I going to eat tonight? What, what are we going to eat this evening? Are we going to go for something light? Are we going to go for something that's frozen? Or are we going to create something? from you and uh, if you follow the recipes um, it, it all turned out pretty okay I have to yeah, be honest I think yeah. a lot of the time people are afraid of food and afraid of cooking and once they realise it's actually not that hard and I can do this yes then they're happier to go and try something else the fear it's all fear, the fear for is, people yeah. fear. so just to show them now has it ever gone does it go wrong for you of course it goes wrong 
Yeah. yeah. Do we get to see that side? No, you can't see that side, <laughs> I'm afraid. Um, I took a pizza out of the oven the last day, the last one, and I needed to photograph it, um, and the whole thing just fell on the ground. And if you saw me trying to pick it up without messing it, and oh, putting it back together and making it look right and trying to film it without the broken bit, yeah. I put a bolognese in the oven the last night for a slow cook, and I set a reminder that the kids turned off and never told me. And I woke up the following morning at six o'clock and went, oh no, bolognese is in there. And oh. sure, it was black, stuck to the pot. The pot oh. had to go in the bin. Oh, you're joking. Yeah, yeah. So oh. yeah. Because a slow-cooked uh, slow ragu, that's one of my specialities, is the slow-cooked yeah, ragu. Yeah, I, and it, that, for me, the secret is it has to stay for as long as it can on as yeah. low temperatures as it can and let it just do its own thing there. And uh, it can be really, really nice. And plenty of basil has to go into it for a ragu. Plenty of basil yes. and plenty of garlic. Mm-hmm. Um, I know garlic. you're good at... Lo- you see, with the whole thing now doing it on Instagram you can't lie to people anymore hmm. whereas um, I've been lied to for years about the food in fact uh, food hates I always in my life would have uh, not liked uh, mayonnaise right so I was is there mayonnaise in that I don't like mayonnaise I really don't like mayonnaise suddenly we found a mayonnaise from Rua and Castlebar it's a basil mayonnaise and I was going what's that in my sandwich it tastes really nice Jim would say well that's a basil mayonnaise and I was thinking to myself you know what maybe actually I don't hate mayonnaise Maybe it's the thought of mayonnaise that I hate. And I said this to you and Jane. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, well, you've been eating mayonnaise <laughs> for years. <laughs> so you never told me you didn't like coriander. And I'd be lashing out coriander in salads and curries. As I think our listeners can and already... And you always ate it. Yeah, because I think our listeners can establish that I'm slightly afraid of you. So <laughs> well, you're already going to get killed or yeah, yeah. what was the better option? Eat the coriander. I did spend one evening uh, hiding coriander under bits of things for quite a while because yeah people are very divided over coriander it's a bit like pineapple on a on a pizza would you do pineapple on a pizza I would yeah yeah. that's very yeah. controversial now with people yeah it is no I would too I love it's pineapple. a bit like beans and shepherd's pie my grandmother used to do yeah, beans and shepherd's pie disgusting yeah she, you know, she used to make two forms of shepherd's pie one had beans in the bottom and the other tastes one, really nice the other one yeah I, I presume the beans one for the younger people the beans is sweetness and mm. more chance you're going to eat it. But beans in the bottom, yeah. Have yeah. you tried it? Um, no, I've never tried it. But we used to have another thing, David, that that you always said. That's so weird. We used to put bananas chopped up in our curries. And this was totally normal to us. And then when we started doing it, you and Dermot were like, what are you doing with bananas in no. your curry? And actually, uh, I was looking at um, Rick Stein over the weekend and he was in India. And he was saying a very important part of making the curry, and he was making his mother's curry, mm. uh, was the banana. Really? Yeah. So it's a thing. It's not just no. A queer it's not thing just you. Dad decided. <laughs> We have a load of bananas here for the curry. <laughs> Quick, yeah, yeah. We're getting, we don't want to make banana bread. We just want to put bananas on the curry. But no, I did find that kind of unusual for a while, the, the bananas on the curry. Right, uh, so moving on. We want people to get involved with the podcast. So not just sit and listen. We want people to send in questions. Um, you can, it can be a question about food. It can be a question about anything. I know you do this on Instagram every now and then. Yeah. You open up the Instagram yeah. for questions. Yeah. Um, can you tell me about some of the strange questions you've got from from uh, from people logging on? Not too strange. There was a couple of queer ones. Uh, where do you live? How many children do you have? What age are your children? Uh, what age are you? Um, you're the same age as me. Where like you'll always get. I'm I am. Yeah. No, you'll never. You'll never be as young as me. Any. <laughs> yeah, just that kind of very nosy, personal, kind of, uh, personal stuff. It's like 
blocked. Yeah, I just yeah. block people that are just yeah. in any way weird. I'm like blocked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We like to share information and we like to sh- share facts, but there's some things that are just probably a little bit too yeah. far. Um, apart from the cooking in your life, um, there's the animals. Yes. Because people who follow your Instagram know of your love of the putty cats, um, which I was never a fan of the putty cats, but the putty cats are in our house as well. In fact, even more crazy crosswires. Yeah. People are say like, what's going on here? So Sarah is your sister-in-law and uh, you've got two cats who are brothers and sisters. Yep. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We have two cats. Very, very different cats, but they are brother and sister. So cats are hugely important. Yes, crazy cats. Well, it was cats or kids, so I went cats. <laughs> More cats, please. More cats. Uh, and dogs? Uh, we have two terriers. We got two uh, sisters and I should have known better having five of them. <laughs> or four of them. Um, not to buy two bitches from the one pack um, because they absolutely kill each other but they've settled a bit and have since been neutered but you just couldn't trust them. Terriers. Uh, so they're outside happy out and then we have uh, Bob and Rosie in the house. Oh, and there's and another we have, cat. We have Smokey, our killer Smokey. cat. Smokey, yes, cat Smokey. Who randomly be outside with, uh, a, you could find her with a horse in her mouth. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. kills anything that moves, so she's a great little hunter. And that brings us on to the horses, because you've always had a love of horses, and um, you, many years ago, were uh, show jumping here, there, everywhere. You'd be all over the country uh, show jumping. Uh, and as you've got older, you've got horses now, um, one in foal, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the love of the horse. Yeah, just loved it. Always loved it. And begged and begged and begged my father to get me a pony for a long, long time. So eventually he did. Got me Haha, who died there on the 4th of July last after, I think we had him 27 years. So that was an absolute yeah. heartbreak. And we were lost without him. So we said we get a little foal or a little mare to put in foal. And she's in foal now, a little Connemara. Yeah. And another little lady just to have for company and for the kids. And sure, look, the land is there. So they're and they love it. happy out. The kids yeah. love the kids. Right the the kids. Yeah, but they you know. love it too. Absolutely yeah. love it. And I know Dermot loves it. He loves the he mucking loves out. It. The, yeah, his particular favourite part is the dust from the hay. <laughs> If he doesn't take that Zyrtec in the morning, like, he could possibly be stabbed in the head with one of my very sharp knives if he wants to sneeze and he does. Yes, uh, but, um, and they are beautiful and they're calm and there's something just really extraordinary about horses and to be around them makes you feel good. And we know, actually, I was watching a TV show the last day and there was a man who does, they do therapy through horses. Mm, yeah, that's a big thing. They bring people into yeah. an arena with horses and people will open up to a horse yeah. that they might never opened up to a person. So horses are very vastly important. And these are all good things for taking your mind off your day to day. Because the one thing about doing an Instagram um, account and having all these people following you is uh, your content. Has, so when you wake up in the morning, is it the first thing you think about? I'm dreaming about it. Yeah. I'm dreaming about recipes, food, posts, what should I do? What do people want to see? But that's me. I'm terrible. I'm jump in the deep end. Care what I take my time. It's straight in. Don't think about it. And then go, okay, right. Swim fast. Uh, we call so this, by the way, um, and, and this will be confusing because, again, your married name is Butler, but your, your maiden name is Flanley and we call it Flanley style. Flanley style. Sure. What else would you be doing? Yeah. Doing it Flanley style. Straight in. Don't think about it. Yeah. And, uh, I said, when I met Jane first, I'd be, uh, I uh, you could find yourself on a boat, on a bus, on a plane and you would go, I don't remember doing, asking <laughs> anybody. Yeah. How come I I'm here. How did this happen? Or she could walk through the door and say, um, Jane was insurance. She was in auctioneering. She could say, today I'm a beautician. Uh, I'm going to study reflexology at night. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Just, Just get on. Flanley style. Flanley style. Just do yeah. and find your place. Yeah. Um, now, back to what I was saying about uh, listeners. So they can ask any sort of questions. Hmm. You know, relevant to food 
or anything else as well, as long as it doesn't go too far. Like yeah. We won't give away our bank details or anything like that. But if you've got questions about food... I did give away my uh, Instagram password uh, while I was hacked, <laughs> accidentally. Yeah, very easily Don't as well, it turned out. Yeah, oh yeah, that's the... Do not push yeah. that button, you'll end up pushing it. Um, but anything that you need to know, you can uh, either put it to your... Instagram, is that how it works? Instagram, yeah. Go on my page, Sarah Butler at Home Official, and pop me a message. And um, Or have we set up the email thing? Is that, is that going? Is that a runner? Uh, the email, well, you could email me, I suppose, through my own email. I do have an email, actually. I do. Let's be all professional. Um, you can email me at Sarah Butler at Home at gmail.com Sarah Butler yeah. at home at gmail.com and what we will do um, over the coming weeks is we'll take some of those comments some of those questions some of your funny stories because we love when people share stuff yeah. um, if you've got funny stories about something if you've cooked one of Sarah's dinners and it has gone horrifically wrong we want to know about that or if you've cooked one of Sarah's dinners and it has been the best thing that you've ever done your relationships have just become fantastic the family have never been happier you're hoping that lockdown lasts for another five years all because of one of Sarah's dinners we want to know about that as well um, so we're a little bit nosy about it uh, and uh, also what else do, what other things do we need to know um, where you're listening very important as well so if you're um, in Ireland or if you're local if you're distance wherever you are around the world uh, tell us what you're up to now uh, we've already gone believe it or not how, how long do you think we've talked to 25 minutes? I know, we've gone well over the half an hour at this stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, very wary for people that uh, um, they don't want the people to go, they've gone on too long. I'm not going to listen to that. So, uh, a couple of other bits and pieces that we'll talk about uh, before we finish up today's show. Um, Because the next time we'll do a podcast, we will talk more about food. Yeah. And we will talk about taking something and um, how you make it. Yeah, having kind of one thing and how you can make four different things with it. Exa- yes, exactly. Things like that. Uh, and we talk about menus. Uh, I did what, the one that was on my head as we were talking about doing the podcast was um, if you've had a night out, okay? So, and I mean, uh, as Mickey Flanagan would say, you've been out, out. Out, out. Out, out, out. So you've, uh, you've done the dog on it and you come home late at night. What do you have to eat? Me. I would, um, it depends on what I have, but I'd always figure something out. Has to have cheese <laughs> melted and has to have like spring onions or red onions. Um, mm. So what would I do if I had... Uh, let now me remember, see. you've been out out. Oh, I've been out out, yeah, absolutely. I've, I've been out out and left a pizza in the oven um, <laughs> for a long time. Forgot about it. Google time is a great thing. Um, crackers with cheese melted and t- uh, tomatoes and scallions, salt mm. and pepper. Um, or you could do like BLTs, but it has to be like greasy. Make up a mayonnaise sauce. So you've got mayonnaise, you've got ketchup, a little bit of Tabasco sauce, a little bit of mustard. Mix that all. Ari, you know me, David. (laughs) A little bit of mustard and make like a big, lovely sandwich with that. Mm. Um, Whatever you have. And a cup of tea. Cup of tea. Sweet tea. Cup of sweet tea and a bag of potato. Oh, a bag of crisps is hugely yeah. important. Actually, it was Jane that introduced me to how a crisp and chocolate can work together. It's just unbelievable how it, they can cross over, but they can work so perfectly. It's unbelievable. Um, so you wouldn't do a takeaway or anything like that. Like you wouldn't say on the way out of the last place. Of course oh, I would. Jesus, curry chips. in for curry cheese chips. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. I'm all for that. Yeah. We were great for doing that uh, in our youth, uh, heading out of wherever we were at whatever hours it was and going for the takeaway. And I was sitting in a takeaway one night uh, late and uh, back then you used to be able to share food because there was no Covid you, see, you think about these oh, there was no Covid crazy. so I was having a chicken burger and Jane said to me 
Give us an old boy to the Jacob bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's how she talks. Give an old boy to the Jacob bar there. <laughs> and uh, I said, here you go. She was like, that chicken burger's not cooked. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So from that day to this, we don't do the takeaway food after you've been out out. We might do chips or curry chips. Yeah. But we would rather go home and have... Uh, no, we wouldn't be getting out the scallions or anything like that. It'd be a slice of toast and maybe a quick cup of tea uh, and maybe wash it down with Alka-Seltzer and some water and, <clears throat> and hope that the next day the children would stay asleep for a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, um, it's that going home at night thing, I know with, with you, it's always important. There has to be something. There has to be food, yeah. There has to be food. <laughs> Before you can say goodnight to everybody and often retire to the boudoir with said sandwich and cup yeah. of tea. And maybe Netflix. Yeah. And just check out Instagram for one last time. Um, okay, so that's where we are. Uh, I think we've done enough for our first podcast. Um, hopefully there will be many more to come over the next few weeks. We What we'll try and do is get them at a regular day so that people know yeah. that your podcast has been released. Uh, and we will tell people where they're going to be released. You can tell them through Instagram where it's going to be released. And uh, they can subscribe or what is all that stuff to do? Follow, like. Follow, like. Share. Share. And tell tag. people about it. Uh, and, and join in with us and have a bit of fun. So, each week and it could podcasts have become such a big thing for people um, people love waiting for, oh I know that podcast coming out on a Thursday or I know these guys talk on a Tuesday or whatever and it's become a huge massive thing so uh, hopefully we'll get a bit of structure into that uh, we'll get uh, a couple of people's questions we get all that kind of stuff in uh, feedback from people and we establish a proper time so what, what do people want us to talk about yeah, exactly let the so, people tell us the podcast will be called for future if you're listening to it so you know what it's called but it's Sarah Butler at Home's podcast and uh, we'll talk all things cooking and life besides that um, uh, and the strange going-ons from the world of County Mayo. <laughs> Thanks for listening today uh, and good luck to all the uh, the lovely people on Instagram. Keep following, keep sharing, keep, keep telling cooking, everybody. Keep cooking. Keep clicking and keep... Cooking, not clicking. Keep clicking. <laughs> no licking. Keep clicking, you cluck. Don't lick. No licking. <laughs> no licking. <laughs> keep clicking. And no keep clicking. cooking and sharing and telling people and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Very good. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening.